Welcome to the Fod Eater Fod Pass. <laughs> what is up, everybody? It is Froth here, Thought Eater Podcast, Thought Eater Blog. Hope you're doing well, having a great weekend. Thank you very much for listening. And I am excited to talk to you this Sunday morning about the characters for my upcoming 1980s horror comedy game set at East Texas University using the Savage World system. I am so excited about it. I've been, uh, yesterday I was working on, I was alternating just being a couch potato, watching college football and, and working on the game. And, um, we should be all set to start next week, the first weekend in November. And I've been talking about it on the podcast. There's been a couple of previous episodes where I'm talking about the 1980s influences I'm bringing into the game, as well as uh, how to, you know, use how I'm be using comedy and stuff in the game. Um, so any of the uh, um, previous podcasts you see with the Froth University. And the title, we'll be talking about that if you're interested. And today, I'm going to be talking about the characters, you know, the class of 1986. The game will start with them as freshmen in the fall of 1982. And if all goes well, they'll graduate in the spring of 1986. And uh, I'm really excited. So, you know, one thing that I just, you know, really don't enjoy is a session zero. Like I hate a session where you don't actually play and you, uh, um, just sit around making characters in some systems. I'll have a group that's really all, everybody's all familiar with it so they can just make their own characters and bring them to the table. Uh, with this, I've, you know, maybe one of the players hasn't, any significant Savage Worlds experience, another a little bit, and everybody else um, has never played it. So um, what I wanted to do was start with some really strong archetypes and kind of just like pre-gens so that they can just get straight into the game. And the way Savage Worlds works, it's not like a slow leveling system like with D&D. You have lots of little advances, lots of little level-ups, where they're going to very quickly be able to kind of customize their characters the way they want them as time goes on. But I think starting with a really stereotypical archetype, um, especially in a game that's going to be so influenced by 1980s media, um, just made more sense. And it'll be easier, I think. You know, in some games, you kind of start without, you know, any significant backstory or, you know, maybe a peasant, you know, starting to be a fighter or whatever. And you kind of personality develops through play. Well, not so here. I wanted to have some really strong stereotypical characters influenced by eighties media right from the get go. So I gave the players like a list of, uh, you know, different kind of typecast sort of, um, uh, figures, you know, or uh, types of characters from a lot of eighties, high school and college movies and things like that. And, and let them pick. And then I, based on some of the information they gave me, I put together archetypes for them. So now one thing I want to mention, you know, I mentioned this when I was talking about bringing humor into the game. One of the great things I think about Savage Worlds, in fact, one of my favorite things about it is that it has mechanics for hindrances or you know drawbacks character flaws and while other games have these the savage worlds takes it a step further and you know while they do maybe have some mechanical slight mechanical drawbacks or they'll you know maybe be you know 
have you make decisions that aren't optimal in some situations, there's a mechanical benefit to playing up your flaws and weaknesses and hindrances. You get these, what, what are called bennies, which are kind of like the ability to influence the game, either re-rolling an attack or a damage or uh, mitigating damage and these kind of things. And so there's a, a real benefit to playing up your hindrances. And I think that the hindrances, those character flaws are what's going to make for a lot of the comedy in the game, as well as kind of reinforce these uh, stereotypical 80s type characters. So I want to talk to you all a little bit today about um, what characters we've got and some of their hindrances and everything. And um, and uh, hopefully it's an enjoyable listen. And then uh, we'll be all set for next Saturday to play the game. And then next Sunday I'll have a recap and let you all know how it went. So we're going to start with uh you know one of the archetypes I, I i sent out that people could could choose from is kind of the stoner slacker you know burnout outsider you know i'm thinking obviously things like animal house or you know it could be a stoner you know spicoli type from fast times at ridgemont high um what any kind of character like that <clears throat> and uh had a one of the characters decided to be Arnold Chewy Chewinski, kind of based on, um, loosely based on Blutarski from uh, John Belushi's character from Animal House. So they wanted him to be kind of, you know, <clears throat> alcoholic type. And now I don't mean to, I'm certainly not trying to make light of uh, any kind of serious, you know, alcoholism or whatever. This is really more, you know, 80s movie style. Um, but so some of the hindrances that this character has is, is like a, a habit with alcohol, but it's not going to be anything, you know, we're not going to get into a after school special type deal or anything with it, but they will frequently, um, probably, be, probably be drinking. There is one edge, uh, which is kind of like a feat, like a bonus that they'll have called liquid courage. So when they, when they drink, they, they get a, a momentary boost, but they will also have the a habit where um, their their drinking might be a kind of an annoyance to others. They're also a trouble magnet. Trouble seems to find them and follow them, and they're quite impulsive. So they will, you know, make decisions without necessarily thinking them through. Of course, the flip side of that is that they're quite brave. And then, as far as weapons, you know, there's that scene in Animal House where Belushi takes the kind of hippie person's acoustic guitar and smashes it against the wall. So I've given them an acoustic guitar as a weapon. Uh, and so some of their um, gear, they have a, you know, a bottle of whiskey, a, a toga, uh, some dark clothing and a cap, you know, from when <laughs> Belushi was sneaking around. And um, so, yeah, so that should be a, a I think that's going to be a really fun character. Uh, another one of the archetypes was sort of the uh, kind of sorority girl, um, kind of, I don't want to say dits, but a little bit on the ditzy side, uh, but also kind of a preppy stuck up girl, you know, and that's, uh, what one of the characters want to play. She wanted to have a character named Barbara St. Clair, uh, had sent me a picture of Molly Ringwald and, uh, it's going to be, you know, sorority girl. So she's got a little, she's a little bit of clueless, you know, a little bit big mouthed where, um, if there's something you know, if they need to keep it, you know, can't keep a secret, talks a lot, and is going to be very materialistic. Uh, but on the flip side, she's very rich, so she's got more money than everybody else. You know, she'll have a nice sports car, 
and is very attractive so she could be persuasive and get her way she also has uh, some pepper spray as, as a weapon so uh, that's Barbara St. Clair I had another character uh, friend that wanted to play something like kind of a maybe like a metalhead anti-hero kind of nice on the inside harsh on the outside and uh, kind of base this kind of loosely on Bender from uh, from the Breakfast Club you know Judd Nelson's character so they're not well off they've got a hindrance where they're you know there's a hindrance there's a bonus edge or feet type deal for being rich and then there's a hindrance called poverty where you're poorer than the other characters so the character has that and then they're also mean so they might not be necessarily mean on the inside but they they have that kind of you know meanness coldness to to people in general that can kind of hurt them in some situations or affect how people trust them on the flip side there's Streetwise, uh, which is a good bonus in, in this game, being able to, um, you know, understand how illegal things work, maybe be able to buy things you wouldn't otherwise be able to do. And they can be quite intimidating. They have a menacing edge to them, too. So I gave them a switchblade and a Slim Jim where they can break into cars and stuff. So that is going to be the... He hasn't given me his um, a character name yet. So for, for the time being, I'm just referring to him as Bender. All right, so moving right along, um, a couple of the archetypes that I offered to the players were, you know, to play either the, the old man on campus, like a Rodney Dangerfield back to school type deal, or, you know, the, the young person on campus, you know, um, uh, and I was thinking in terms of like, you know, Doogie Howser, MD, you know, the show where the kid was, became a doctor. There's also in Revenge of the Nerds, one of the nerds is a young kid that was kind of a genius level. I believe there was always some, also some younger people you know not super young but in real genius i think when the protagonist was kind of like a young prodigy so one of the characters uh, one of the players is playing billy campbell who's like a child prodigy um you know i think like 10 or 11 years old or something you know that that made it to college and his genius level astrophysics major and so some of the drawbacks obviously they're small you know really short you know they're just a young child and then I figured giving them some really overprotective parents, you know, that step in at the the wrong, you know, completely awkward, wrong time. That's one of the hindrances you can have is, you know, these overprotective parents. And on, on the benefit, you know, they're really good at taking tests. There's a there's an edge, you know, kind of a feat type deal called test taker. And the way the setting works is you do take exams every, you know, year of college and, um, if you do well on the exams, there's some really significant mechanical benefits that happen. And um, to, you know, if, on the flip side, if you do poorly on the exams, you know, you know, bad things can happen. And there's a additional statistic called academics, um, which you kind of, I think they, they've changed the name of it now because there's an actual stat called academics. It might just be a scholarship or something like that. But anyway, it gives you a bonus to these exam roles. So they've got that as a, as a bonus. And then they've also got an edge called fame because uh, they're, you know, being a 10-year-old making it into college, being this genius-level astrophysicist kid, um, you know, there's going to be some media 
maybe around and uh, notoriety and that kind of thing that goes into it. And that's a kind of a double-edged sword. You know, you might be recognized and stuff when you don't want to, but it also will make life easier for you in other, in other situations. Now, uh, being small, that kind of affects their toughness. And they're just a little kid, so they don't really have any major uh, fighting or abilities. They don't have any weapons or anything like that at this point. They do have a bicycle, a big comic book collection, and a telescope, though. So, so that is Billy Campbell. I think that's going to be a fun character. I had another um, player wanted to play something kind of loosely, Michael J. Fox-based. And uh, this one I've made all the stats kind of even, gave them kind of a jack-of-all-trades, uh, um, you know, you know, they're decent at a lot of different things. Um, I gave them a skateboard as a weapon, you know, cause, uh, Michael J. Fox always riding the skateboard around. And then I gave them, they're the only character I gave any starting armor. They have that puffy vest. <laughs> I gave, gave them a little, little bit of armor from the puffy vest. Now this one, uh, you know, you remember Michael J. Fox was kind of broke, at, at least in the beginning of um, Back to the Future. So they've got that poverty hindrance as well. I gave them a minor habit where they're just kind of addicted to Pepsi. Um, they're also small, as Michael J. Fox says. And then another fun hindrance is thin-skinned. Like, they can't resist a dare. Or, you know, remember in the movie being called Chicken. It would drive Michael J. Fox crazy. So that'll be a fun uh, kind of hindrance for them to play up. As far as edges, uh, you know, good things always seem to happen to Michael J. Fox in that movie. You know, or he'll get lucky at the right time. And someone on one of these uh, Savage Worlds forums I was on suggested using the luck edge. So... Basically, being lucky in this game, it gives you an extra Benny or, you know, ability to make re-rolls at the beginning of each session. And then I also gave them a connection, you know, a, a, a person that they can look to for favors or have a connection to. And it'll be this, uh, as you might have supposed, a, a, um, a, you know, a retired doctor or kind of a strange fringe science doctor just named Doc. So they've got a connection to Doc there, so... I think that'll be a fun character. At least they can kind of start off, um, you know, point out, you know, their avatars. Michael J. Fox will be able to start off with some really obvious, uh, you know, hooks to uh, to role play their character. Another character, Nathaniel Williams, kind of loosely based off of uh, Matthew Broderick and War Games. So this is going to be a gamer, um, computer kind of. Uh, they're not necessarily a geek, but they're their, their major will be computer science and you know in the 1980s computers are very different so they do have a desktop personal computer they will have you know one of these modems that you actually stick the phone down in they do have the hacking ability you remember michael j fox changing their grades so i gave i mean uh, matthew broderick changing his grades in that movie i don't know if y'all have ever seen war games but a great movie um saw it at the theater um and they so they they have the test taker edge that I mentioned before, you know, the ability to get bonus on tests, but this is probably from hacking and not actually taking the test. Also gave him an edge called MacGyver, uh, based on, you know, the, the old MacGyver, you know, title, name taken from the old MacGyver TV show where MacGyver could kind of make something out of nothing. So they have the ability to kind of construct something on the fly really easy. And as far as their hindrances go, they're intensely curious. And this was something you saw in the War Games movie, you know. Maybe even when it's not for their own good, their curiosity leads them, you know, into trouble. So 
I think that'll be a good hindrance to have. It'll, even if the other players maybe don't want to do something uh, or don't think it's a good idea, their their curiosity might get the best of them. And obviously, they're a little bit smarter. You know, they're 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 um, um, their intelligence is maybe is their their highest kind of uh, um, statistic. They call it smarts in Savage Worlds. They don't have any weapons either, but they do have a personal computer. I remember in the movie, I haven't seen it in a while, but I know he didn't have a car in the movie, so he's got a bike and maybe like a toolkit or something like that. So that is going to be Nathaniel Williams, kind of the gamer, hacker type. And finally, an ultra nerd, Seymour Scroggins, uh, based on, what was, what was the name of the... I think it was, I can't remember. I think it was from Greece too or whatever, but the, the, the actor was also in, uh, uh, 1941. I remember, and I think it's, uh, what is it? Eugene Felsnick? Yeah. I don't know if y'all can picture that, but you'll see it in the picture on the, the, uh, the companion blog post to here, but Seymour Scroggins, just kind of an ultra nerd and what you might picture, uh, when you picture, you know, typecast stereotypical 1980s nerd, they're anemic, they have bad eyes, and they're clumsy. All the kind of stereotypical things you might imagine. But they're really good at research, they're really good at taking tests, and they can kind of you know, blend into the crowd um, when need be. And they've got a ton of, uh, you know, ton of academic skills, the ability to speak numerous languages and everything else. So, um, you know, one, and they actually are the only other character besides the uh, Barbara St. Clair that has a vehicle. And, uh, the way it does vehicles in this is pretty cool. You know, they, every one of them has to have like a glitch or something with it. So they've got the slick tires glitch where they, you know, can't keep on the road. I gave, uh, Barbara St. Clair, she's the, you know, the rich one. So she's got a sports car, but it's a big, you know, gas guzzler that'll cost extra money and everything like that. And, uh, so anyway, yeah. So the bad eyes, the way that works is kind of interesting. You know, it has glasses, but if... He gets wounded or anything and the glasses break. You know, you could see all hell breaking loose, their inability to see and, you know, uh, problems with everything. But that's also going to be a fun thing for somebody to, you know, to, to, to role play in this, like losing their glasses or their glasses breaking. Uh, my mind immediately goes to, um, like, the Goonies where the girl's glasses break and, and, and everything. So there's lots of, uh, you can see where there'll be lots of moments for that, so... I don't know. I am just personally very, very excited. So I, I'm hoping that the uh, the players get pumped up seeing these. Um, so you, again, you've got Arnold Chewy Chewinski, kind of the burnout party boy, Animal House um, character. Barbara St. Clair, the the preppy, um, materialistic sorority girl. Bender, kind of the the tough exterior, um, uh, anti-hero, Billy Campbell, the young man on campus, you know, preteen genius, Michael McCooley, uh, the, the Michael J. Fox back to the, you know, Marty McFly-esque all around, um, hero, uh, Nathaniel Williams, the, Matthew Broderick, early 80s computer 
you know, early to mid eighties computer, uh, hacker and, and, and genius and Seymour Scroggins, nerd extraordinaire. So that is the lineup for the Froth university game. So anyway, hope that sets it all up for you. Like I say, if you're interested in more of the setup for this game, there are a couple of previous Froth university episodes talking about bringing the 1980s culture into the game as well as the use of humor and prepping for the game some more. So if you want to check those out and get all set, next Sunday will be the first uh, recap of what happens. I'm really excited about it. I've only got a few things left to do as far as getting ready for the first session. Um, and it's basically uploading some music you know, specific to 1982 on the table. I've already found a lot of images for NPCs and everything from 1980s movies. I don't want to spoil that yet, but we'll talk about that next week. Um, and so, uh, yeah, anyway, I want to let you know that if you're listening to the show and everything, just wanted to tell you I appreciate you checking it out. Um, if you can't tell, I'm pretty excited. Um, I've been looking forward to this for a while. You know, a while back I did a, uh, used to a show that I might bring back on occasion, but top three Tuesdays. And one of the topics was top three kind of bucket list campaigns. And this was one of them. So getting to kind of do, um, something that I've kind of fantasized about for a long time, uh, playing the Savage Worlds East Texas university setting. I'm very, very excited about it. So anyway, so thank you for listening. Hope you have a great rest of the weekend. want to tell patrons backing me on Patreon, how much I appreciate y'all. If you're interested in supporting Froth, the program, it's only a dollar a month, so you can go check that out at patreon.com forward slash thought eater. I think that's all I got for you. Logan, let's go. Zeroing in on your mental trade. Gonna help you escape from the grind. Thought eater gonna blow your mind.